I reward worthy. Farther than far and to the very edge of the horizon was a path bordered in lacy fern. If you walked down that path in search of lost hopes and dreams, you would find a land called Barely There. Barely There, a place where wise old owls tell stories true and laugh and laugh but never at you. Barely There, where dreams swirl and twist with clouds that fly and the morning mist seems to sigh. Barely There, Barely There. If you followed the path as it wound around Hideaway Glen, twisting through the Whisper Forest, it would turn into a rutted red clay road. Here were the fertile fields of Barely There, tended by folks who care about such things. Things were a bit more organized here, orderly rows of wheat, corn, and barley. Here chickens cluck and roosters crow as they scratch about the plants that grow. The rutted red clay road wound through fields and clusters of cabins and cottages, past the old red schoolhouse with its rusty bell, and stopped in the center of Tattertown, the only village in all of Barely There. It was here, too, that the only general store stood, Wordworthy's Feed, Seed, and Mercantile. Three worn, rickety steps up, and you would be on the porch where barrels and wooden boxes of seeds became chairs and benches on lazy afternoons. Early morning, just after dawn, the old screen door screech creaked open and crash slammed shut as an old gray badger stepped outside. He was always dressed the same, a starched white shirt, a black bow tie, and a crisp, clean apron tied round his chubby waist. His name was Ira Wordworthy, the proprietor, the owner, if you would, of the mercantile who swept his porch with a broom of hazel hay as the sun came up to greet the day. The inside of the store was odd indeed. All the goods seemed to be slightly jumbled and all mixed up. Oh yes, the vegetables were stacked neatly together, and rolled ropes of snaggy twine hung tidily from rafter pegs. All was neat, nice, and natty, just like Ira Starch's shirt, but odd, just the same. For, for, you see, large cans of paint were on shelves with large cans of baked beans, and boxes of dried soup were mixed with boxes of soap. There didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason for all the way Wordworthy inventoried his goods. He happily dusted the cans and boxes while he whistled a tune, never quite understanding why polite folks scratched their heads in wonder when they looked for the goods in his store. But Wordworthy's feed, seed, and mercantile was more than just a store. It was the meeting place, the center of all social activity in the land of Barely There. It was where frumpy farmers could stand around and talk into the wind about the weather and other wonders. It was here, too, that the children of Barely There came after a long day at school to buy a soda or a sarsaparilla and to giggle about those growing up things. They would buy their drinks and sometimes a persimmon or a plum and then sit on the foot-worn steps and read a book from the library. It was strange, but Ira didn't like the children sitting around on his steps reading. He didn't mind them drinking a pop or eating a plum, but it just plain irritated him why they pulled out their books and started to read. Eh, why can't those kids just take their books and go flip those pages someplace else? He would grumble as he dusted rows of this and that. Ah, books and learning are a waste of time. Those kids should be learning a trade or mastering the craft of farming, he fussed and fumed. Finally, one day, he could stand no more. He threw down his feather duster and stormed into the back room of the store where he found paint, brush, and board. And with a mighty flourish, he painted a sign, a very important sign for things to come in the land of Barely There. He worked, and he worked for the longest of time, and finally, with a bit of paint painted on his nose and eyeglasses, he whistled in satisfaction as he stood back and looked at his handiwork. 
The next afternoon, just before the end of school, Ira hung the sign on the porch outside. Oh, yes, he bit a couple of nails in the process, but the sign was hung just the same. And when the school bell rang, the children, as was their wont, rushed to Wordworthy's store to buy their tasty afternoon treats. Ira watched, arms crossed, tapping a heavy furry foot on the porch. The children looked at him, looked curiously at the sign, and then dashed inside. One by one, as Ira glared, they grabbed and paid for their goodies. Then they zipped back down the steps and ran off to the park to read a bit and munch a bunch. Satisfied that the sign had done its duty, the crotchety old storekeeper went back inside. Well, the last of the children to leave the store was a shy little raccoon whose name was Rita. The screen door slammed as she stepped outside with an apple in her hand. She found a warm, sunny spot on the steps, and there she sat down to read not just one book, but two. Ira's eyes opened angrily, opened wide as he peered at her through the window from inside. There she was, first standing, now sitting below his fresh new sign. Obviously, Rita was pretending she didn't see it. That girl must be blind as a bat, raged Ira as he stormed out through the screen door. He stood there, tapping his foot as he loudly cleared his throat. <clears> he muttered, Maybe you didn't see the sign. Oh, oh, yes, Mr. Wordworthy, sir, she answered very respectively. I, I saw the sign. It is very pretty. Pretty? Pretty indeed, he roared as he tapped the sign with his furry finger. This pretty sign boldly states, All children of the younger persuasion are not to litter or loiter, or lie around here reading books on these premises. Yes, sirree, that's exactly what it says. And then to his surprise, little Rita looked up at the sign and quietly said, No, it doesn't. He stood there grinding his teeth and knitting his brow. Well, then, my furry little friend, what exactly does the sign say? Rita squinted her eyes and studied the sign very carefully. Why, sir, it doesn't say a thing. Ira looked at the sign, studying it very carefully. Besides, added Rita, why do you care if I sit on your porch and read a book? The little raccoon's gentle tone softened old Ira as his chin dropped to his chest, and a small, stingy tear trickled from his eye. Well, I I don't want kids to read on my porch because I, well, I, I guess I'm kind of jealous, he said truthfully. For, for you see, I, I can't read, nor write, nary a word, nary a letter. And sure enough, if you looked carefully at the sign, you would see that it was nothing more than squiggles, wiggles, and smears. Just like Rita said, it was very pretty, but it said nothing at all. Well, sir, a very good thing came out of a really bad thing. Every night thereafter, when the store was closed at precisely half-past dark, Rita sat in the flickering glow of a stubby beeswax candle and taught old Ira how to read and write. As the days rolled into weeks and then months, that old badger learned the alphabet one letter at a time, and it wasn't long before he learned to read a simple storybook all by himself. And from then and thereafter, Wordworthy's feed, seed, and mercantile was a haven for the school-aged children and their books. Better than best, Ira suddenly could read the writing on the boxes and cans. He had known all along that soap didn't go with soup. He just couldn't read the labels. Oh, the squeaking and slamming of that screen door was a wondrous sound as children bustled in and out with sweets to eat and good books to read. Business was good, but Ira's mind was even better as he read book after book after book. Minds do matter in the land of barely there, and books are always better when fed to eager little minds. Everything turned out pretty well, even though old Ira never quite learned how to spell. 
in the land of Barely There. Now that you've read this story true, come to the web and we'll share with you. There on a site called Sakes Alive, you'll find all the characters bright and alive. Write them a letter, one or two, and each in turn will write back to you. My, oh my, Sakes Alive. Characters are living and here they thrive. My, oh my, Sakes Alive. <laughs>